Welcome to Just Dads Reading Books, a podcast about judging your kids for what they read. This is produced by Matt Martins and E.J. Sanders. Music by Russian Baths. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the season finale of Just Dad's Reading Books. I'm here with my friend EJ. And I'm here with my friend Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know why we're calling it the season finale. We just want to. Don't worry. There will be an episode next week, but this is a big one. EJ, tell everyone about Sal and Gabby Break the Universe. Uh, This book should be renamed Sal and Gabby Break EJ Sanders (laughs) because... (laughs) <laughs> I, I am a broken man <laughs> man uh yeah so this is us jumping into uh what we said we wanted to do we we are done with percy jackson it just isn't winning us over but we wanted to check out the riordan uh mm-hmm. presents series and this is our our first foray into that this is sal and gabby break the universe written by carlos hernandez and it is rules it does everything percy jackson don't uh it is uh, here's how i want to introduce it to you i don't because i want to do it sort of in the way that sal and gabby does it to you uh this book is about a kid named uh sal and sal is uh, is, a, is a clever little kid <laughs> he he likes to do um you know just like matt like stage magic he likes to do stage yeah. magic and he's uh, come to a new school his family has moved they're in a new town he's got to like make some new friends and he has an incident at school based on some of his like little magic he can do or whatever uh, and he meets gabby this precocious girl who's the class president and she's mm-hmm. really smart and uh yeah it's it's just a simple little story about them becoming friends and sal can uh, open up portals into other dimensions and just like he pulls stuff out of him sometimes that's it is that a simple yeah. enough explanation for oh did I did I sort of bury the lead there a yeah, little bit? Was it sort of like understated <laughs> that there's an entire uh everything everywhere all at once multiverse within this series? Uh that's cause uh, that's a bit how this book presents its own premise to you, where they're just suddenly like, Oh yeah, yeah, Sal doesn't just like stage magic. Uh he does magic, uh turns <laughs> out. <laughs> he does he does real magic. Yeah. Uh the Wikipedia article on this is is hilarious. This <laughs> It, I, if you want to talk about not giving anything away, yeah. <laughs> boy, howdy, does it not give anything away. So we chose this book. I just want to say that we chose this book because we were like, you know, maybe he, maybe Rick Riordan, uh, you know, God bless his soul. He seems like a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't like his books very much. Maybe he's produced some good books. Yes, right. You know, maybe he's like kind of the guy who puts slaps his name on some books that exist. Yeah that are really, really good already or, mm-hmm. or will be really good or whatever. Um, and oh my goodness, did he not disappoint on this one? <laughs> Mr. Carlos Hernandez is an absolute saint, yeah. but yeah, talk about underselling a book yeah. is what every single article you will read about this book. 
undersells this book like from top to bottom. It's like no one this wants thing. to tell you what it's actually about because you need it. You just need it to you happen just to need you. To you do need to it. experience just, it. I don't know what this episode is going to be about, Matt, because like it could be about so many, so many different things. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. I could begin yeah. I, if I had to begin at a spot. Um, my daughter is type one diabetic. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned that on this show. Um, and one thing that this book probably should tell somebody who has a daughter who's type <laughs> one diabetic and maybe, you know, maybe something you should, you should say in the synopsis is that this book is about dealing with type one diabetes for like, for like 45 pages. Yeah. There's a point in this book, Matt, that like, I, I seriously, you know, there are just things that happen in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my case, it was, you know, the day that my daughter got diagnosed Yeah, uh, that just change everything about the way that you live, yeah. you know, and there's a, you know, that day came February last year. Um, you know, I was sitting at my, on my sister's couch at a Super Bowl party and uh, my sister was just like, you know, that my daughter had been drinking like a ton of water, right. a ton of water. And this is for awareness for everybody out there listening yeah. uh, also, but She'd just been drinking water, like just downing it every mm-hmm. time I would give, give her some. And my sister, who was the first person to catch on to this, she goes, you know, that's a sign of type 1 diabetes. Mm. And I didn't think anything of it. But then three days later, we were in the hospital and they were evacuing us to Little Rock, which is a three-hour drive. Yeah. Um, and we were in the hospital down there for a few days while they taught us everything about how to manage type 1 diabetes yeah. and all of the things that you could face and and everything like that and it's very traumatizing experience right and in this book there's just a scene where sal is in the hospital for his t1d yeah and it's just like this heartbreaking just beautiful beautifully written my god can you write with more empathy than carlos (laughs) hernandez i mean i i just i i'm i was i was playing celeste at the same time Uh i'll be honest the video game celeste right and I was just crying. Yeah. I was just like bawling because <laughs> a Celeste is a beautiful video game, and b we're just uh, getting EJ from every sense this, in, in that moment. Just like we're, I, let's was, just barrage I EJ like, with empathy. I yeah, I basically collapsed. Yeah, if you don't know me, like empathy is like I, I don't know. I I like to consider myself a pretty empathetic person, so it's just like whenever I hear just so much yeah. love and care taken for their characters in a book. Yeah. Um, Carlos Hernandez just knocks it out of the park. And that scene where his dad and his mom, his American stepmom are just <laughs> discussing what, yeah. So first off he calls his, yeah. So there's another thing he calls his stepmom, American stepmom, which is adorable. Um, <laughs> but also like his dad and his American stepmom are just trying to like figure out how they're going to punish Sal for a thing he did. And then like Sal wakes up, and he's like been listening the yeah. entire time and yeah. he's just like i'm so weak and he's <laughs> like using his his like illness to his advantage yeah. but it's so adorable and i just hate this book and yeah. i love it at the same time <laughs> it broke me mad it broke me oh, in half good. it's like how could i ever 
be mad at my kid for anything yeah. ever in Man. my life. Yeah, this book is about how smart kids actually are and how aware they are of sort of everything. Um, and if our issues with Percy yes. Jackson is it feels like a 40-year-old writing as a stupid uh, child, this is like the opposite. <laughs> this is like a 40-year-old who is like accepting that probably most of these kids are probably more competent than uh, all yes. of us. Uh, yes, they are. Sal, so yeah, Sal uh, can rip portals through uh, dimensions and pull things out of them. That's kind of his thing. His dad studies this phenomenon. Uh, Sal has type 1 diabetes. He spent a lot of time when he was younger in hospitals, and he pays it back by returning to hospitals and being a sort of magician patch Adams uh, and just yes. making kids in the in the kids' ward magician feel better. Um <laughs> And uh, you meet G Gabby, who the the reason we find out this stuff about Sal in hospitals is because Gabby has a little brother who was born premature, I think, or at least is is having some complications. Yeah, a lot of complications. Uh, like three yeah. weeks old and is is still in the hospital and all that. So lots of things where anybody who's ever experienced that kind of stuff is already going to be heart wrenched at like the mere mention of it, basically. Um, and there's also a kid at school named Yasmani who Gabby is kind of like Yasmani's lawyer <laughs> throughout the events. Uh, there, there's an incident where uh, Sal spawns a raw chicken into Yasmani's <laughs> locker and it sets off a sort of dispute at the school and kind of forces all three of these kids to sort of be friends there's like yeah, tension with yasmani for a while right? but like yeah. it puts them into each other's circles they, they are now what a dope together. setup what a dope yeah. setup yeah. that is not a meet at the tavern y'all yeah. like this is a very this is just such a smart way to get you into this universe right yeah. you have to immediately accept the things going on yes but it's not like those, you know, it's not done in a hacky way. No. You know? And you know, it's funny. It is kind of a hacky way that, that Sal is doing magic. Right. And, and yet the the setup is not, you know, it's right. very. It's so understated. It just makes you believe these people. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest things about setting up a sci-fi world is you just have to get people on your side yeah. to believing the story you want to tell. Right. And the story that, that Carlos wants to tell is about these three students kind of their intertwining legacy, yep. how they go about navigating everyday life yep. uh, and how they go about navigating illness. And at the very end of this book, that's how they do it. For a book about a kid who can interdimensionally travel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. This book ain't about that at all. <laughs> it's like not, that is not like compare it to our reaction to Percy Jackson, where it's like, Oh, gods are real. Isn't that interesting? And then it's like, well, but that's because they're on the verge of starting world war three and all of society will collapse. If this 11 year old doesn't save us. And it's like, Oh, okay, fine. Whereas Sal and Gabby is like, yeah, this kid can do portals. So anyways, Yasmani's got like trouble at home. So maybe maybe the dimensions can help Yasmani just like get some more confidence so he won't take things out on other kids. And also like maybe we can use interdimensional travel to just like help Gabby's little brother out a little bit. It's so refined in telling personal stories despite being about something fantastical that's what makes this like so incredibly deeply refreshing now i'll i want to to push a little bit against it just to say yep. sometimes that understatedness 
makes you question what is even going on. Because, I mean, no joke. The introduction yep. to the idea that Sal can actually do this is like six or seven chapters deep. We've met Sal. We've done this stuff. We, we've been following this character. And there's an offhand joke that essentially happens yep. where there's a lie detector and Sal says, yep. well, I can pull things through other dimensions and blah, blah, blah. But what you've been set up with that before is that like Sal is crazy charismatic. He's a little magician. Yep. Like he might be able to actually trick this lie detector. You don't know. And then the next chapter, it's like just saying on the face of it, like, so yeah, he actually does do that. And anyways, moving on. And you're just like, hang on. That means I have to go back <laughs> and rethink all of the events How of the first are, six exactly. like I'm, i actually didn't know yeah. what was going on in this story and i feel like that happens like over and over and over again there will be a new twist and you're mm -hmm. like wait that changes the context of like everything that's been going on so far the other big moment i felt like that was that way is at one point sal shows up like early from home and there's like a big truck outside of his house and he goes inside and there's like a whole operation yep, going host on of people of, yep. of of them studying calamitrons and and the stuff that sal can do and yep. and it's like once again this makes me redefine a bunch of characters i've already met because i i had like i learned the wrong things about them and that is a cool trick but it also makes the book very confusing to read if you're not like really zeroed not in ready on for it. it yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I know the scene you're talking about. It's it's super hilarious because it's just like Sal shows up back home and yeah. it's just literal, like a literal FBI investigation. <laughs> just like a full team is uh -huh. in his living room and like setting up shop. Yeah. So a very, very funny setup to like this larger kind of thing that happens then where Gabby, Gabby has multiple dads. Yeah. We learned about that. Right. And so like, we learned about all of Gabby's dads. Yeah. Yeah. And, like how cool <laughs> that is. Like they live in this, like, I don't know. There's like 15 of them or uh -huh, something. It's uh -huh. crazy, but yeah. Uh, just, Oh my goodness. Um, Gladys, Gladys is in this one. Um, I, I love the part. Uh, Gladys, uh, Machado is mm -hmm. somebody he like, I can't remember what he does to her, but he like ends up, he freaks her like, out. He, like, he freaks he, her he, out. He's once, doing right? some of his magic, and she thinks he is a demon. Basically. That's right. That's she, right. She believes in some, and this is where I think the, the whole pitch of this series, Rick Riordan presents, is we're taking, you know, if if Percy Jackson is what if Greek mythology is real, we're saying, well, let's take other cultural mythoses and make them real. And Sal and Gabby is kind of surprising because. It's taking some Cuban mythos, but it's really not about Cuban mythos being real. It's about Cuban characters who believe in some Cuban mythos, but it's mostly about this interdimensional thing that that's not really a Cuban mythos, but right. we'll tie it into sort of the whole soup of everything else we'll, that's going we'll on. Get, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. It's kind of what it, yeah. the book does to you. And then right. it like kind of never really gets there, but it's yeah. fine. Like you, yeah. you start to believe this world so much. Like I, I just love this scene with Gladys though, where Gladys um, ends up, where we learn the big reveal here is that we learned that other Sal's in other yeah. universes also have the same power that Sal right. in this universe has. Yeah. So he can swap people out uh, as well. And so this, this Gladys shows up in his, in this universe essentially mm -hmm. at, and was swapped out with the other Gladys who is completely like freaked out by Sal. Yeah, right? right. So, right. so that Gladys who's freaked out is going to go meet with this other <laughs> Sal who is like a totally terrible person. And yeah. then like the new Gladys shows up and she's like winking at Sal and yeah. like, 
like calling him over like his best friend yeah yeah and she has a really thick cuban accent and it just gets thicker the longer yeah. she, that she talks with him also the real quick the vocal performance we both listen to this yeah this is this is i i talk about vocal performances a lot because yeah. we you and me listen to a lot of audio books yeah this is an all-timer it is this it's is really good unreal right. like uh, but yeah, but yeah, so this Gladys scene's very funny. Uh, but learning that now that Sal Prime is not the only Sal with right. this power is like. Well, the, just, the best payoff for that is when he finally has to get his scared, uh, you know, Gladys back. And she yeah. is like, are, 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 you the, are you the nice Sal or the other one? And he's just That's like, right. um. I'm the nice one. She's like, oh, nice thank one. God. <laughs> thank God. Yeah, she realizes then. She's like, yeah, the other guy sucks. Yeah. Like, I really hated being around that guy. So as long as you're the good one, I'm happy yeah. with it. And it's so funny how chill the other the other Gladys was, though, too. Like, she yeah. has to hang around the other Sal all the time. Right, right. <laughs> and Sal, well, so and Sal shows up. To, to the confusing nature of this book, and, and Gladys is kind of a part of this, is the idea oh, yeah. that the another reason this book can be kind of hard to track is, honestly, there is not a singular goal, right? If you were, if you were sort of uh, analyzing the story and you were drawing out the arc plot of it and trying to determine what the like inciting incident and rising action and climax and all right. that is, there's multiple because honestly, this book is about like three about different stories. Yeah, <laughs> it's about so many things and it's, it's, it's doing them all at once. There is not one broad mystery that Sal is trying to solve. He's just going about and interacting with characters and dealing with each situation as it comes in front of them. And it makes it sometimes hard to like know where we're going. But I will say, especially towards the end, it pulls all of those disparate elements together in such yeah. a deeply satisfying way. Can we talk a little bit about like the various things that this uh, book is about? I, I want to talk about Yasmani because Yasmani gets sort of set forward as just like oh it's a bully but this book is kind of about Yasmani <laughs> like this like yeah if, if we were to take the Sal and Gabby series on the whole after right. reading a couple my guess is we would come back to this one and be like this is the one about Yasmani because this is the one Do that sort of deals primarily with his struggle and the only thing we really solve is a Yasmani's situation and b Gabby's little brother's situation. Those are like the two main plots of this book. But Yasmani's situation is like so again understated because we Heart just breath. start with him as just like he's just a bully. He's mean. He's the bully. But Gabby believes in him. Boy, Gabby's really on this kid's side. And the more we like interact with stuff and the more we hear from other people at school, we learn that Yasmani's home life like isn't so great and and that maybe yasmani needs some other influence and we don't dig that deep into it either we don't i don't know that we ever get an answer of like exactly what's wrong with yasmani at home we just know it's probably not so great and so maybe the kid needs a little bit of just empathy and care uh Damn. in his life empathy towards this character who is not yeah you know who is not somebody who is traditionally nice in right. this book right but at the same time yasmani I mean, it's just so good the way that you treat characters like this, right? Yeah. There are no villains in the world, right? right? Outside of like folks who do really heinous things. Mm -hmm. um, but there are no, you know, every person that you've ever had a disagreement with, this is a really funny uh, anecdote and kind of a tangent, but um, 
I, I always thought about how funny it was like in high school by my senior year of high school, how many relationships I had formed, but not only formed had broken yeah. based on a conversation I had when I was six. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you see where I'm coming yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, there are people that I stopped yeah. talking to entirely. Yeah. For the remainder of my schooling because of something that happened when I was in elementary school. <laughs> right. And I and my senior year, it was really funny. I mean, this is a decade ago now, but um, it's just so funny how I thought about it that whole year, just being like, how ridiculous like how ridiculous of me to let six year old me decide anything all of my relationships. <laughs> right. Or yeah, make any decisions <laughs> at all. Right. And so it's so uh, and you get this, you get a lot of that in this. Yasmani has these relationships that he clearly, that are clearly broken in his life. Yeah. Um, and Yasmani has a broken relationship a little bit with Sal at the beginning of this, not even a little bit, a lot of it. Right. With Sal at the beginning of this. And you can just tell through Sal's willingness to, to, to understand Yasmani. Right. That, that if we just all took some time to have that understanding of other people, even people that we may have had disagreements with in the past, that honestly they're just trying to navigate the same stuff that we're trying to navigate. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe I was the jerk. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> like, exactly. It's you that, never it's know. That episode of uh, Thirty Rock where Tina Fey's yeah. character realizes she was a huge jerk throughout <laughs> all of high school, even though she thought she was the bullied one or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is a scene towards kind of the end of the Yasmani arc of this book where Sal and Yasmani are uh, like sleeping over at the hospital together. They're just in this hospital room. And and I just can't, maybe I shouldn't spoil it. I don't know. But Yasmani is just falling asleep and he's just repeating, I'm sorry, Sal. I'm sorry, Sal. I'm sorry, Sal. And when that moment happened and the buildup to it, like I almost, I was listening to it in the car and I almost had to pull the car over because of how just like well well executed that kind of moment is because it's a cliche right in in, yeah. in a lot of writing the idea that like oh the bully's got other stuff going on and if we could just reach out to him like we get that but to to actually feel it executed in a in a personable way um i just thought was like a huge deal and it, and it like in that moment you're like, yeah, I don't care anything else that Yasmani does. We're on his side, actually. We're we're here for Yasmani. Will I even expect him to act out some more and do bad yeah. stuff and and be a foil probably in future books or whatever? But right. it just doesn't matter. Like it's like you right. know what? But he's. But I know I know that guy. Yeah, exactly. Humanize that if you want to take something from this book, humanize all your characters. Yeah, humanize everybody, and it's yeah. something that uh, Rick Riordan could have definitely taken. Uh, out of this book is right. just make your characters empathetic, make them human right. because, because they're the Yasmani could have easily, very easily not been this sort of character in this yeah. book. I mean, there are, there are times where I think it's a, a clever trick uh, that, that uh, Carlos Hernandez plays on us in this, uh, where he is kind of setting Yasmani up as that typical bully. Right. And, uh, and then just kind of knocks you down. I mean, he just knocks you right out at the end there. Whenever, like you said, when Yas when Yasmani starts and, apologizing to Sal, it's just. And what's wild is that whole solution is found without 
any of the mysticism of this book. Like, again, this book isn't about its mysticism. That's just a fun little hook that sort of comes up. Now, our other primary plot is uh, Gabby's little brother, Iggy, as we addressed earlier. And that one is, we we get into the magic with that one. The solution to that problem is uh, an, an actual sort of magical realism a crazy cross-dimensional adventure that they go on towards the end of the book. I don't know how to express what happens in the Iggy arc yeah. without just telling you that they all have to just cope with the inevitability that Iggy's probably not going to make it. Uh-huh. And there is a whole sort of chapter and a half of them just kind of being like, it's, it's over. Like they, yeah. they are, pretty much resigned to to this not this treatment that he's getting is just not gonna work. Right. And as a last ditch effort, Gabby's just like, Sal, you gotta go see if there's a cure somewhere else. Mm-hmm. At first she asks him if she can swap out their uh, Iggy with yeah. another one. And Sal like very like yep. astutely is like, no shot that's, would I ever yeah, do that. That's not how it like, works. That's not how this works. Uh which is like an incredibly heady play from the young man. Just an, <laughs> an incredibly he- heady play from the young man from Miami. Yeah, gotta give it to him. Uh, but um, but then he does. He goes and he and he searches the freaking multi. Like yeah, Sal's such a good dude, man. He just like he's just yeah. like all right, here I go, and he goes right. And uh, you know, he basically views a bunch of. A bunch of uh, times when Iggy makes it and when Iggy doesn't. Right. And eventually they find a way to help. Yeah. It, it becomes a very uh, convoluted, multidimensional thing. The idea yeah. being if you can solve, like, these things are quantumly linked, perhaps. And so if you yep. can save another Iggy, you can save this universe's Iggy, even if it will seem like a freak miracle in our universe, you know, in another one, he has neonatal meningitis and we can just cure that. And if we can cure that, then maybe we'll cure our, our Iggy or whatever. And it's, I mean, it's the most fantastical that this book gets, but it's also like, listen, man, it's a three week old baby. We get to, Hey, we get to have one of those. (laughs) We get to have a win. All right. Uh, And I, I think too, what's really cool about it is there are very real problems plaguing Sal in this book. Um, his mother had passed away in an accident that he was a part of uh, when he was younger. Uh, But he can uh, rip people through dimensions, which means sometimes his mom just comes and hangs out with him. Like he's just got other versions of his mom. And it's sort of this like recurring issue of like, Hey Sal, that's probably not the healthiest way to handle this sort of thing. And Sal has to work through a bunch of that. But what I found like incredibly amazing about this book is we finish this stuff with Iggy and then the book ends and then the next chapter is just epilogue. And I was in that moment being like, but what about all of Sal's stuff? We've literally done nothing. We've solved none of Sal's problems more or less. And the epilogue is like about that where Sal is like, listen, this one was for y'all. Like, you know, I think even Gabby like addresses it like Sal, we got to help you out now too. And he's like, you know what? We'll get to me, whatever. It's, it's fine. This yeah. was our priority right now. I wanted to make sure you were okay. I wanted to make sure Yasmani was okay. Let's all do that. And boy, if that doesn't make you want to read another book starring Sal, I don't know what else will because he is 
the hero. He is just the greatest hero of children's he fiction. <laughs> he rules. He is the Percy Jackson of, of, of children's fiction. <laughs> <laughs> the Percy Jackson of good books. <laughs> he's, he's such an excellent character. Yeah. I, Everyone I should read the series. We will absolutely be returning to it. I don't know if it will be our next Rick Riordan presents or if we'll check out another series first and then come back to Sal and Gabby. But I know we're both itching to see more of it. Uh, it's it's just it's a, an incredible book. And honestly, we talked a good amount about it. There's a lot of stuff we did not talk about that happens in this book. This book is about so many things. So I don't even feel like I've spoiled that much. And you could go read this book and still have a like wildly shocking good time. So uh, oh, th this one gets the J the JDRB <laughs> stamp of approval. Go listen or read this book. You you've got to go read it because it's it's worth every second. There's not a book that we've read to this point that I would recommend more to to you. Um, I don't know. It's yeah. I won't. I don't know if it's the best book that we've read. Sure. What I do know is that there's not a character in this book that is wasted. Right. Uh, there's not a character in this book who is not who does not feel feel for somebody else mm -hmm. or or doesn't have their own way of going about things. Yeah. Um the every character is so unique. It's almost like a pension book how many characters <laughs> there are in this book. I mean, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like a hundred characters in this thing. And <laughs> and each one you still you still feel like you feel them. You've like I, we didn't even talk about the principal. Right. Like, right. We didn't even talk so about many his characters teachers. we didn't address. We didn't I mean, talk we about barely, the plot. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the plot where they put on a play <laughs> yeah exactly there's so much we didn't talk about a school and how weird his school is there's, yes. there's so many things yeah. and honestly i i invite everyone who listens to this show to just go explore that stuff on your own because it's all yeah. worth just and listen to the audiobook it's yeah. a freaking that guy it's really that guy good. knows how to read a book i'd hire that guy over anybody <laughs> probably to read anything so yeah absolutely yeah Okay, awesome. everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh, next week, we're going to dive into some picture books again uh, by Yugi Morales, uh, a Mexican-American children's book author and illustrator. It's time to return to the world of picture books. Uh, and a part of the reason we're doing that is also we're buying time because after that, we have to do Watership Down, which is kind <laughs> of a behemoth. And also, if anybody knows what Watership uh, Down is about or if you've ever seen the animated classic, yeah, it's... It's a raw, real book, okay, everyone? So hopefully the picture books set us up in a good uh, uh, headspace to then be dragged about as far down into the pit of our own souls as we can because my understanding of Watership Down is it gets dark. <laughs> so Dark is a statement. What's crazy <laughs> is, is I've already started reading it. I know you have too, Matt. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, it's good. So yeah, I'm very, I'm very cool. excited. To, it's cool. Yeah. I want to read about the history of it. Um, it yeah, yeah, that, yeah, we'll definitely get into it. But there's like this whole like prologue to yeah. the one we're listening to where yeah. it's just like this really awesome author's note. And yeah. now I'm just like, time to dive into yeah. Watership Down lore. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love you, everybody. Bye. I do want to do a quick take of this quote. Yeah, sure. Maybe add on the end. Okay. What's happening, said Gabby. Everything. Everything at once. I wasn't trying to be mysterious. Everything that could happen was happening all around us at the same time. <laughs>
starring Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> <laughs>